0: A visitation a- 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 hear the spirit call the
1: spirit welcome to another podcast to of dr Leslie bakkuon a- be blessed as you listen come, let us enter in. are there some grateful people in the house and put your hands together for the Lord oh your applause is so weak, Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. And if your voice is yours, just add a shout of praise to it. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. We thank God for His mercies. We thank God for His grace that is sufficient for us and for His strength that is made perfect even in the times of our weakness. Hallelujah. And we bless God for a Sunday like this. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we were at Pastor Gideon's wedding. It was an awesome time. It was a beautiful wedding. Hallelujah. How many of you agree that it was a beautiful wedding? It was a very powerful wedding. Hallelujah. Yeah, And you know, um, right now that that completes the marital status of the pastorate hallelujah right now every one of the pastors of the overflow worship center are married men hallelujah put your hands together they are all off the market they are all unavailable they are all permanently attached all of them to one woman hallelujah led by me myself amen you know interestingly in the course of the week pastor Adela put something up when he was at his honeymoon he put something up on the pastor's page the effect of all that he said was that now jesus can come (laughs) and of course pastor gideon wasn't silent he said hey my brother he has to wait a little hallelujah it's a powerful thing and and tomorrow is election day hallelujah tomorrow is election day after i finish preaching we'll pray into the elections how many of you believe it's a good thing to do it's a very powerful thing to do to pray into the election i know that some people who have gone to their hometowns and things to go and vote it's a good thing to vote amen you know around election times and especially in the month of december there are a lot of things by way of prophecies i'm not coming to tell you who will win the election i've told you before that prophesying who win an election is not evidence that you are called by god hallelujah i'm not saying if you prophesy it means god has not called you but it's it's too simple it's too simple it's like answering a true or false question we know the answers the possibilities are only two it's either mpp or ndc it's like it's a 50 percent chance if you can prophesy accurately for something that has a 50 percent chance of happening it doesn't really show much <laughs> hallelujah yeah and not just with elections but the month of december comes with a lot of prophecies all right personal prophecies you receive where the coming year is concerned and all of that and so today i felt very strongly to teach you on the subject of the dynamics of prophecies the dynamics of prophecies i want you to understand certain things where prophecies are concerned hallelujah prophecies can be some way they can be interesting you know some people believe if a prophecy is given and it doesn't come to pass then it means the one who prophesied either lied or is a false prophet or something but there are a lot of dynamics to prophecies that i believe you need to know and understand hallelujah can somebody attempt to define prophecy for us? Anybody at all? With such things, there's no correct answer. There's no, okay, there can be wrong answers, <laughs> but there isn't one single correct answer. Can anybody attempt to define prophecy for us? Anybody at all? Anybody at all? It's not always that I'll come and stand here, I'm the only one talking. Sometimes you also have to talk back to me. Okay, there's a hand up there. Yes, what's prophecy? speaking the mind of god beautiful let's put our hands together for him because that is exactly what i have here speaking the mind of god that is prophecy hallelujah so prophecy is speaking the mind of god but there are four realms of the prophetic somebody say four realms I'm going to details with all of them I'll just mention them so that you understand are there are four realms of the prophetic all right the first realm of prophecy or the prophetic is what we call the word of prophecy everybody say the word of prophecy let's turn to 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 19 2nd Peter chapter 1 verse 19 so we are talking about the dynamics of prophecy the dynamics of prophecy the dynamics of prophecy so, the Bible is saying that we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heat, as unto a light that shineth in the dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Hallelujah. The Bible here is talking about a sure word of prophecy. And so, today I'm telling you that the first or, or one of the realms of prophecy is what we call the word of prophecy, and it's referring to the scriptures. referring to the word of god hallelujah this kind of prophecy has no form of human influence at all it is god purely and hundred percent amen the the whole bible is is a prophetic book and i can preach a whole sermon on just that one the word of prophecy but today for today i'll just mention the four realms i'm talking about the first one is the word of prophecy which is the word of God, which is the scriptures. The second is what we call the spirit of prophecy. Somebody say the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy is is an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that can cause people to prophesy. We are told in the Bible that Saul came into a company of prophets. And while they were prophesying, he also prophesied with them. There was a spirit of prophecy. There was an atmosphere of prophecy. We can have an atmosphere of worship that can stir up the spirit of prophecy. And God can use somebody in that atmosphere. It could be worship, it could be prayer. And God will use that person to speak a word unto the people. Hallelujah. So that's what we call the spirit of prophecy. And one of the prayers we'll pray today is that God will stir up the spirit of prophecy amongst us. Amen. You think it's a good prayer to pray? Yeah, we need this, the spirit of prophecy The third one is what we call The gift of prophecy Everybody say the gift of prophecy And when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 12 It lists nine gifts of the Holy Spirit And one of them that is mentioned Is the gift of prophecy And the fourth realm Is what we call the office of the prophet Alright So we have the word of prophecy We have the spirit of prophecy we have the gift of prophecy and we have the office of the prophet the office of the prophet it's unfortunate that now people are quick to refer to themselves as prophets they see one dream and it comes to pass and they are calling themselves prophets one young girl i know recently i saw her status and she's referring to herself as prophetess so so and so i said hey you think it's just about Having dreams And, and seeing visions it's, it's, it's not that The gift is different from the office Hallelujah The gift of prophecy is different from the office Of being a prophet You can have the gift of prophecy But you are not a prophet A good example is Joseph Joseph had a gift He could see serious things he was never referred to as one of the prophets he could see world events world events and as i always say if somebody had joseph's gift now we will refer to him as a major prophet because we think when we talk about major and minor prophets it's about how big the thing that you are prophesying about is if it is world events and national events then you're a major prophet if all you can see are witches in people's family and that one you are a minor prophet but the terms major prophet and minor prophet are used to represent the volumes that the various prophets wrote you know a lot of the books of the old testament were written by prophets Obadiah Habakkuk and all of those things they are considered as a minor prophet because when you look at the books they wrote they were very small so the major prophets are the Jeremiah's and the Isaiah's those who wrote bigger volumes so today i'm correcting that mentality of who a major prophet is and who a minor prophet is when we refer to somebody as a minor prophet bible times minor prophet it was those who wrote very small volumes very little and those who wrote big isaiah is about 60 something chapters that is a very big book that is why isaiah is referred to as a major prophet jeremiah has many chapters that's why jeremiah is referred to as a major prophet and obadiah and habakkuk and those smaller ones are referred to as minor prophets all right so somebody like joseph had the gift of prophecy but he was never named among the prophets because the gift doesn't automatically place you in the office of a prophet amen when we read ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 it says and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers hallelujah so there are people who are appointed into the fivefold ministry those are ministry offices they are not just gifts they are offices and the Bible clearly states five offices the office of the apostle The office of the prophet the office of the evangelist the office of the pastor and the office of the teacher the teacher is one who is endowed with the ability to break the word of God down explain the word of God for you to be able to understand and the ministry of the teacher is very important in the church because it is by teaching that we are established hallelujah prophecy doesn't establish us it is teaching that establishes us when you are you are you are able to to receive sound doctrine you are taught the word of god that is what grounds people the pastor has the ministry of a shepherd the shepherd is supposed to take care of the flock the shepherd feeds the flock so it is very difficult to be a pastor and not be a teacher of the word hallelujah because what are you going to feed your your people with it's not grass it is the word of god hallelujah is a word of god in fact the basic requirement to be in any of these five offices is that you must be a preacher of the word whether an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher the basic requirement is that you must preach the word of god hallelujah so this thing where some prophets believe oh as for me my responsibility is to share com- my, my responsibility is to prophesy but i don't need to know the word i've heard a few prophets say that and i'm like you don't know what you are talking about the fundamental thing is that you must be a preacher of the word you must know the word hallelujah the books the teachers teach from a lot of them were written by prophets so you the prophet you don't have an excuse to say because you're a prophet you don't need to know the word god wrote the word that the teachers teach from through prophets so the prophet must also know the word hallelujah so it is a basic requirement for any of these five you must be a preacher of the word a preacher or a teacher of the word hallelujah so pastors they are like shepherds they are with you through your difficult times they are with you through your happy moments yesterday we went and celebrated a happy moment but thank god we don't have sad moments hallelujah and may 2021 to be the same amen we only celebrate good things we dedicate babies and and have weddings more weddings hallelujah yeah and dedicate cars and dedicate businesses and dedicate houses hallelujah yeah. But then the pastor is also supposed to be there during the difficult times that is a pastor a shepherd is one of the most difficult of all the five it's one of the most difficult of all the five if you're a pastor you are on duty 24 7 because you can receive a call at 2 a.m ask my wife sometimes i receive calls at 2 a.m when i'm in second gear i have to wake up because you've seen four five missed calls and you don't know what it is, you need to call back. Sometimes the call merits or the time merits the call, sometimes it doesn't. Somebody called me at 2 a.m., abdominal pain said it's like something is burning. <laughs> <laughs> something is burning in my stomach you know is i mean for the person that is a very serious matter Charlie. maybe the previous night she dreamt that some people were pressing their stomach as she's feeling that in the middle of the night hey, they have come for me i have to call pastor you know the, the office of a pastor is, is very very difficult i keep telling people that you see you the pastor even if there's something happening in your life which you should be excited happy it is always diluted by people's issues and their burdens that you are carrying you can't be fully even when you accept you remember somebody's matter unless you are not a genuine pastor and you don't care about the people you are leading you it's, it's like your happiness is diluted hallelujah that is why you must respect pastors amen and that is why you must pray for pastors amen yeah And then the evangelists are those who have a passion for souls and they have an unusual anointing for causing people to get convicted for them to repent when they preach. People with an evangelistic anointing, they don't have to talk much. When they do the altar call, the souls just come running in like that. And most of the time, evangelists are also endowed with gifts of miracles, signs and wonders as a sign unto unbelievers for them to come to Christ, amen in history we've had some evangelists this year we lost uh, Reinhard Bonke one of the greatest evangelists in fact they said the man has won in terms of the number of souls he's won it's going to 70 million or something 70 million souls, one man 70 million and his ministry was backed by signs and wonders cripples walking blind eyes opening i mean all sorts of things taking place that's the ministry of the evangelist we'll come to the ministry of the prophet but the apostle the apostle is like the jack of all trades when you see an apostle you can't tell whether he's an evangelist you can't tell whether he's a prophet you can't tell whether he's a pastor a teacher he's able to do all of that that is the reason why the apostles were the heads of the church because they qualified to govern everybody what the prophet can do they've worked in that realm before what the evangelist can do they've worked in that realm before what a pastor can do they, they, they've worked in that realm before what the teacher can do they've worked in that realm before so by virtue of their positioning they are good to go where heading the church is concerned hallelujah so there are apostles who prophesy so as i said one moment he's looking like a prophet the next moment he's looking like an evangelist the next moment he's looking like a pastor the next moment he's looking like a teacher the bible tells us that jesus was the apostle of our faith so jesus ministry was that of an apostle at a point in time he was preaching the kingdom so he looked like an evangelist there were times he was teaching that's why they called him rabbi and he's referred to as a shepherd because he he was pastoring people he was he was leading a flock and he was also a prophet because he prophesied a lot of things about the end time and even into people's lives he could tell that look you you are going to deny me three times and peter said it will not happen i didn't know he was dealing with a serious prophet he met the woman at the well of samaria and he started giving her serious word of knowledge about herself. That you, the one you are living with right now, you are not married to him. You have been married to five men. He said, hey, So, Jesus' ministry was the ministry of an apostle. Hallelujah. If you look at Apostle Paul, one time he's teaching, one time he's winning souls, another time he's planted a church and he's pastoring them and shepherding them, another time he's operating seriously in the prophetic Paul was one of those people who had very serious prophetic experiences if somebody can open his mouth and say I knew a man whether in the flesh or in the spirit it's like the line between the supernatural and the natural is so thin for him that sometimes when you experience you can't tell whether they say it was supernatural or it was natural this is somebody who was caught up in the dead heavens those are prophetic experiences hallelujah was able to discern the spirit of the python in that young lady who was following them saying hey these are the men of god and blah 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 paul was an apostle amen now for the prophet as i said the fundamental thing is that you must be a preacher of the word of god you must be a preacher of the word of God, a preacher or a teacher of the word of god jesus referred to john the baptist as a prophet in the scripture where Jesus said Of all the prophets Born of women The greatest is John the Baptist That means Jesus recognized John the Baptist As a prophet But John the Baptist's ministry Was mainly preaching True or false But you see John the Baptist Could also see you He could see He wasn't given to miracles and stuff like that But John the Baptist could see Let me show you evidence of that Let's read John chapter 1 from verse 30 to 34 john chapter 1 from verse 30 to 34 i want to show you that john the baptist could see john chapter 1 verse 30 to 31 it says this is he of whom i said this is john the baptist talking he was talking about jesus christ it says this is he of whom i said after me cometh a man which is preferred before me for he was before me verse 31 This was him bearing witness of jesus he said and i knew him not say i knew him not what it means is that he hadn't met jesus face to face i don't know how that was possible considering the fact that they were second cousins but maybe jesus was living somewhere else and he was also living somewhere so he hadn't met jesus he didn't know who jesus was he knew there was somebody called jesus that he was supposed to usher into ministry but he didn't know he said i knew him not but that he should be made manifest to Israel therefore I am come baptizing with water verse 32 he said and John bear record saying I saw the Spirit descending from heaven say I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him now this experience of the Holy Spirit coming in the form of a dove and descending on Jesus that we see in pictures and it's like you can see the river jordan jesus christ in the jordan and the dove coming upon jesus and everybody is watching that is not what happened it wasn't a public thing the appearance of the dove from the sky wasn't something that everybody saw it was only john the baptist that saw it hallelujah god used that sign as a way of identifying he didn't know jesus so just like how i'll stand here and minister and maybe God will give me a word of knowledge that There is somebody here who has been called into ministry so and so and so and so And God opens my eyes and maybe I see an angel standing by that person That was what was happening His eyes were open while he was ministering baptism unto people And he saw the heavens open And the spirit of God descended upon him like a dove And that was when he opened his mouth and said what? He said, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove And it abode upon him Verse 33 And I knew him not So he's repeated it again But he that sent me to baptize with water The same said unto me Upon whom thou shalt see the spirit Descending and remaining on him The same is he which Baptizes with the Holy Ghost Hallelujah So God told him that You don't know the person But of all the people standing there When your eyes open the one that you will see the spirit of god descending in bodily form upon that is the one that you have been sent to come and pave the way for hallelujah how do i know it wasn't a public spectacle for everybody to see if this was in the full view of everybody jesus would never have struggled for acceptance as the son of god because there were many people there when you read other versions we are even told that some pharisees were in that baptismal service some pharisees were there imagine pharisees hearing the heavens open and them hearing a voice from heaven that this is my God. they wouldn't have fought jesus jesus wouldn't have struggled he wouldn't have even needed the 12 apostles to follow him those people would have gone and said hey this one there it is there is no controversy we have seen the messiah hallelujah it's the same Pharisees who were persecuting Jesus and making things difficult for him they were in that meeting but that vision was not for them it was for John the Baptist to see hallelujah so John the Baptist could see he was a prophet and he was mainly a preacher of the word of God amen I just use that to establish a certain fact for you so we have people that major in prophecy that is their main gift major in prophecy they prophesy so let's ask ourselves how do people prophesy what are some of the ways i'm teaching you the dynamics of prophecy so you hear somebody say and god said this or this is going to happen or blah 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 how do the people come about such information how do they get such information one way is through seeing everybody says seeing it's through seeing and when we talk about seeing we are talking about seeing in the form of dreams and seen in the form of visions, dreams happen when you sleep. Some people they don't dream at all, they, they don't even remember the last time they dreamed. It's like when they sleep, they are asleep. But may God begin to give you dreams hallelujah!
0: Yeah,
1: even unbelievers, God speaks to them through dreams. Pharaoh, Pharaoh was an unbeliever, but God gave him a very accurate word prophetic word of what was going to happen to egypt through a dream all right and then we have visions and when it comes to visions even there are different types of visions we have open visions and inner visions with open visions it's as if your third eye has been opened and you can see the thing in three dimensions like how like you are seeing the person next to you hallelujah sometimes they can even come in the form of a screen that appears in front of you and you can see live coverage of what God wants you to say. That is what we call an open vision. But a lot of visions are also inner visions inner visions and they come in a form of pictures some of them they are quick motion pictures and some of them are quick still pictures most of the time if God wants to show you a vision that is how he will show you you realize that sometimes you are praying and a certain picture just flashes in, 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 inside your spirit and you know you didn't think about that Somebody's picture just come to your mind maybe you are praying you are praying about something else altogether and then a picture of your mother just flashes It's an example of an inner vision Hallelujah the holy spirit is probably prompting you that look something is about to happen just start interceding and that is where we have the advantage of speaking in tongues where the bible says for we do not know what to pray for but the holy ghost makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered when you know some of these things your prayer life is richer you enjoy the prayer more hallelujah imagine you are praying then some picture just flashes and you just start praying until you feel a release in your spirit that whatever it is has been dealt with so we have inner vision there are are Greek words for them one of them is apocalypsos we have enupneo. we have orama there are different, different types of visions Hallelujah! may the Lord begin to show you visions in fact some of you God has been showing you visions already but you don't know that they are visions but today I'm telling you that visions can be very simple very 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 simple they don't need to be very spectacular they can be very simple so through seeing by dreams and visions and then through hearing somebody say hearing for some people their their way of of receiving from god is by hearing they can hear in their ears let's read first Samuel chapter 9 verse 15. Samuel was more of a hearer than a seer off the top of my mind i don't remember a time when Samuel saw a vision he was more of a hearer I'm not saying there's nothing I'm just saying off the top of my head nothing comes to mind in terms of someone seeing something unlike maybe Ezekiel or Isaiah who was more into visions they were more of seers but someone was a hearer even when he was a child it was hearing he heard the voice of God and he mistook it for the voice of Eli First Samuel chapter 9 verse 15 it said, now the Lord had told Samuel what in his ear So as for him, his was hearing. He could hear the audible voice of God. He could hear God talking to him. Whether it's in a whisper or in a deep baritone voice or whatever. He could hear the voice of God. So that was his major thing. He was a hearer. Other prophets were more of seers. Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 will tell you, I saw the Lord high, mighty and lifted up. He saw cherubims. He saw angels. He saw this and that. He was more of a seer than a hearer. Someone was more of a hearer than a seer, all right. So, some people will receive from God by seeing, others will receive from God by hearing. And then there's a third one called prophetic impressions. Somebody say prophetic impressions. Now, prophetic impressions are such that you will not see, you will not hear, but suddenly a certain strong feeling about something just comes upon you. Paul had such an experience he was about to travel by a ship and that ship was bound for a shipwreck and the bible said paul told them that i perceive say i perceive he had an impression in him that this journey will be with much head and that this ship is going to be destroyed at the end of a day he didn't say i saw he didn't say i hear i perceived it was a strong feeling that he had and most of the time that's how god speaks to us you see every Christian is prophetic. Say it after me. Say every Christian is prophetic. Say it again. Every Christian is prophetic. But it's a matter of degree. Say it. Hallelujah. Every Christian is prophetic. Those who really walk in the gifts of prophecy, their advantage over those who don't walk in the gift of prophecy is 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 about resolution. Say resolution. You see resolution when you have a 15 megapixel camera compared to a 1 megapixel camera resolution in physics is the ability to distinguish between two things clearly the clarity with which you can distinguish between two things the 15 megapixel camera can clearly distinguish that this is in your and this is sydney clearly if the resolution is not strong sometimes the two may look like they are one (laughs) but they are not every christian is prophetic but it is a matter of the degree of resolution so those who operate mainly in the gift of prophecy they have a higher level of resolution so when they get an impression they can tell for sure that this one it is god speaking and not my mind speaking but for the ordinary person you wonder hey is it my mind is it god did i really see it is it my imagination that was playing tricks on me it is levels of resolution but may god increase your pixel level hallelujah if you're operating at three megapixel may you go to 15 may you go to 20 may you go to 30 so when the thing hits your spirit instantly you can tell the difference you can tell the difference that's why those with the gift can prophesy confidently they can can prophesy confidently because the level of resolution is higher when they are hearing akosua akosua you when you hear akosua you say it is basa in your mind but we are all prophetic hallelujah every one of us is prophetic old testament people couldn't say that because they didn't have the holy spirit living in them but the new testament believer has god himself living inside you and today i want to submit to you that the Holy Spirit living inside you knows more about your present, your past and your future than any other human being including the prophet can ever know so if you build your relationship with this man that is living inside you nothing will come as a surprise to you he will show you things before they happen it's just a matter of building that relationship we must learn to speak to the Holy Spirit directly chat with him like a friend discuss your plans with him Holy Spirit, this guy cried, looks like I'm liking him. What do you think? Now when I see him, then my stomach is doing some things. What, What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And you'll be surprised that you'll be sharpening your ability to hear God the more you communicate with him. The reason why you are able to detect some people's voices, even when your phone screen has crashed, when they call and they say hello, you know who they are, is because you've been chatting with them every night. every day you can call like 10 times it's because of their relationship their closeness when they call you don't have to ask who is that in fact the day you ask who is that their heart will be broken or they expect you to be able to recognize their voice hallelujah you are able to recognize their voice because you communicate with them very often in the same way if you are in the habit of communicating with God very often through worship through prayer when God speaks when he even whispers you know that this is God it is not my mind and it is not the devil may God enrich your prayer life may God enrich your worship life and may God enrich your word steady life so you can hear him better you can hear him better and we need to be taught these things so that we don't fall prey to those who have the gift because if a prophet comes to you and tells you one two things three things and you realize that no this one is deep what if the fourth one that he asked wait you know it was we call it abom head trim, head <laughs> that's abom head prophecy <laughs> if you are not sharp they will use abum head prophecy to deceive you because the first two they will tell you that one is, is genuine they'll tell you your phone number which is right and they'll tell you your house number which is right the third one the boom head one is that that new kia picanto that you just bought didn't you just buy a Kia? say yeah god says sell it and come and put the money at my feet i head prophecy that is why you must know god for yourself hallelujah and when i come to the dynamics of the prophecy i, I can show you that human biases can affect the prophecy human biases let me go to some of these the dynamics quickly number one let me start with the one i've started already prophecies can be subject to human bias prophecies they can be subject to human bias i'm teaching you these things so that it's not everything you hear that you must accept hook line and sinker prophecies and this happened to a very serious prophet like someone you see we are human beings so they are human beings at the end of the day that's why people are not called god of man but man of god the man comes first they are human beings depending on their state of mind depending on their prejudices depending on their past experiences and all of these things can move in and affect how they deliver the prophecy why do i say even somebody like samuel was affected by such a thing god told samuel go to the house of jesse i've anointed a king there god didn't give him the name or how the person looked or anything but samuel had his own mindset as to how a king should look for him the king should be a dictator go to oh, fine guy you know so ask yourself why is it that samuel thought that way Samuel thought that way because the incumbent king who was saw was a thick, tall guy. The Bible said, from shoulder upwards, there was nobody in Israel like Saul. So. so, in his mind, as a president in the year, this is how you must look like. <laughs> you must be a certain age. <laughs> hey, let me not go there. So, you can have your own mindset. So, in his mind, The person had to have a certain structure And I believe in his mind too If God is going to pick a king from a house It should be the eldest son But you see There was some family thing that was working Right from the days of Abraham You know David was a descendant of Abraham There was some familiar bloodline thing That was working in the bloodline And this was the fact that In Abraham's bloodline their firstborns never got their inheritance. Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael, not Isaac. But Isaac was the one who carried the thing. Ishmael just got small. Isaac, his firstborn was Esau. But Jacob got the blessing. Jacob's firstborn was Reuben, but because he climbed onto his father's bed and went to sleep with one of his father's concubines, the thing jumped him and it went to Joseph. You see, as a firstborn son, you are entitled to a double portion of the inheritance of your father—one portion as a son and another portion as a firstborn son. And that thing jumped from Reuben and went to Joseph. That's why when we are even counting the tribes of Israel, which actually are represented by the sons of Jacob. We don't talk about the tribe of Joseph but we talk about the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh. Even with Ephraim and Manasseh when their grandfather was going to bless them, the Bible said he crossed his hand and the right hand which was more anointed went to the younger one. So there was something in the bloodline that fights against the firstborn or the eldest son getting what is due them and that genealogy went uh, to David. His house. So there was something in the spirit that that was working against the, the, the norm. But you see, human as someone was, he, he didn't have insight into that thing. Prophets are limited as to what they can see. Hallelujah. And here. So immediately Eliab the firstborn came. He saw, ah, tall guy, take tall guy. He says, Surely this must be the Lost anointed. And God said, No, Odie wait there with he you got it wrong he said the one i'm looking for is not here and to make matters worse let everybody stand until he has been brought from the backside of the desert and after i've anointed him then everybody can sit down you can go back and do whatever you want to do our human biases can affect prophecy sometimes eh, when somebody gives you a prophecy and that doesn't come to pass it doesn't mean the person didn't see sometimes the problem is with the interpretation interpretation of what the person sees so there are times i'm prophesying to people and i know that this one all i have to do is to describe what i'm seeing and allow the person to interpret themselves and that is where people make mistakes they want to interpret everything sometimes the one who is being prophesied to is in a better position to Decode and understand the prophecy even better than you, the prophet. So sometimes you just describe. So the ones that operated wisely, they'll see. Ah, I'm seeing so so and so so so. Describe the person. Who is that person? And then the person will answer. Uh huh. Somebody gave me a prophecy. It's a prophet I respect. To. I know he's genuine. Like if I mention the name, you know, you say ah. correct came to cmf when i was cmf president for an all night that day now the man of god he was feeling sleepy he was late (laughs) i called and called and called you know that kind of thing you are president and the preacher is not coming so you start thinking charlie what did i do for quiet time because if anything you have to be the preacher the man made me sweat eventually when he came he told me the truth is that I'm, I'm tired. In fact, when he came and I was sitting by him, he was dozing. Human frailties. <laughs> and he started prophesying to people. He was prophesying to one fair lady, and then he turned to me and started prophesying to me. Immediately he said, "You will marry a fair lady." <laughs> lady <laughs> but you see that is where your own relationship with God comes in when the prophecy came it hit my spirit and immediately I knew that this one it be a boom head <laughs> I just knew it. it's, it's not that i have anything against fair ladies i knew how hair lady. i just knew it and so i went and i was like well fair also means beautiful so that one i accept hallelujah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: sometimes our human biases our human biases can affect prophecy that is one thing you need to know number two the fact that something has been prophesied does not mean it will necessarily come to pass so some people are like eh and this guy is a false prophet he's fake he said this will happen and the thing never happened a lot of prophecies you see let me tell you something especially when it's a good prophecy of something God wants to do in your life. They say you will be a millionaire. You say I receive it and then you go and sleep. One of Satan's greatest aims has always been to make God look like a liar, and he started from day one in the garden of Eden, trying to put doubts in people's minds about what God has said. That's one of his big when it comes to the devil's agenda is one of them to put doubts in people's minds about what God has said. And if God says something or he prophesies especially if it's a good thing trust me Satan will move his heart to ensure that that thing doesn't come to pass so that you say that God lied to me that is where your intercession comes in you're praying to ensure that you police the promise of God through eternity and you safely deliver it into the realm of time elijah said i hear the sound of the abundance of rain he knew it was going to rain but he didn't go to sleep that's what that prophet he gave it to he climbed the mountain and started praying seven different dimensions of prayer to ensure that's what this thing that i've said here it has to come to pass you don't go and sleep when you receive a prophecy especially a positive prophecy Satan will move things. Satan will cause things to happen just so that the thing doesn't happen, and you open your mouth and say, "Ah, the man of God lied to me, or God lied to me." Hallelujah! And receive a prophecy. That's not the time to go to sleep. Beth prophecies through prayer. Even the coming of Jesus, that was prophesied. God had to strategically position intercesses to make sure that thing is delivered into the realm of time i know satan fought or had plans of fighting angel gabriel bringing the message of the birth of jesus to mary it's not written in the bible but by inference i am i am 99 sure that he did that why that same angel Gabriel was sent with a very simple in terms of relative importance of the message he was sent to give to Daniel compared to the importance to human destiny of the message he he, he was sent to bring to Mary about the birth of Jesus Christ you see with Daniel he was just coming to give him insight into Israel Israeli history and you know some things and and blah 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 you can't compare its importance to the birth of Jesus Christ And I've told you here before that Mary needed to hear that word and accept it for her to become pregnant. The pregnancy came when she said, be it unto me according to your word. She needed that encounter with the angel. She needed to hear that word and she needed to accept it because God doesn't force anything upon anybody. If Satan tried to stop angel Gabriel from bringing the message to Daniel of less importance by sending the prince of Persia. To go and withhold Gabriel until Daniel's prayers released angel Michael to come and free him for him to bring the message how much more a message that will bring the final destruction to the works of the devil on earth we are not told anything happened but by the nature of devil of the devil I know he probably sent others maybe three four five hallelujah but thank god some intercessors had been strategically positioned i'm talking about that old man called simon the one who went to the to the temple when jesus christ was dedicated i'm talking about that old prophetess called anna these were people god gave an assignment you see when simon said god said i will not see death until the messiah has come people think it's an honor god was giving it was an assignment that until the Messiah has been safely delivered continue to intercede and intercede you are undiable and unkillable until that assignment has been fulfilled and these were people who were there strategically positioned and agonizing and worrying in the spirit to ensure that that prophetic word that was released by Isaiah thousands of years ago had been safely delivered into the realm of time that was why when Jesus was finally taken to the temple and simon old man held him in his hand he said now my eyes have seen the consolation of israel and now thy servant can depart in peace that means the thing that i've been worrying for the thing that i've been agonizing for the thing that i've been interceding for the thing that i've been praying and pushing in the spirit for finally my hands have beheld it i have touched it and i prophesy same into your life that that thing that you have been praying for that thing that you have been worrying for that thing that you have been agonizing in the spirit for that thing that you have been interceding for you will not leave this earth until you have held it in your hands you will not leave this earth until you see its fulfillment in your life if you believe that it's your person shout amen said now thy servant and depart in peace the assignment you gave me i have delivered it i've done it and now i can go intercession must always follow prophecy for the prophecy to be delivered into the realm of time so when the things don't happen don't be then and say oh the prophet said it and it didn't happen no you did not pray you took it for granted they say you are an apostle to the nations but you eat 365 days a year, you don't fast, you don't pray, you don't read the word, you are just there. Apostle, 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 be there. <laughs> it's like, oh, Nyamia cannot be It hasn't worked that way. You need to position yourself strategically, you need to intercede strategically to ensure that that thing comes to power. Hallelujah. Point number three. Some prophecies are conditional. There are conditions attached to the prophecies. And sometimes you must be sharp enough to know what the conditions are. And this even applies to negative prophecies. There are conditions it's not always that God reveals to redeem I told you this at the beginning of the year it's not every time that God reveals to redeem, no sometimes when he reveals there are spiritual conditions that must be met if those conditions are not met the prophecy will not come to pass an example is Sodom and Gomorrah the word went that God wants to destroy the city with fire but you see an intercessor you see abraham was an intercessor an intercessor is one who stands and negotiates on behalf of the people with god intercessors are negotiators they god raise intercessors in this ministry negotiators and god loves negotiators he says come and let us reason together god is not one of those people who impose everything come let's talk give me your mind true intercessors don't just disturb god's ears with tears just crying no you must be a negotiator hannah had been crying for the fruit of the womb for years crying every day crying crying crying, crying. but one time when she went into the temple she decided "Look, god let us talk now i'm here as a negotiator let us negotiate let let, let us reason together and god said now let us talk and what did hannah say he said god i need a son you need a prophet Give me a son i give him back to you as a prophet that is the deal take it or leave it and god said this is what i'm looking for hallelujah may god raise some spiritual negotiators people who will stand in the gap and reason with god and negotiate with god on behalf of their children on behalf of their families on behalf of their nation on behalf of their church spiritual negotiators and those are the people god likes So, Abraham was such a negotiator, and God had to go through him before doing what he had to do. He said, Sodom and Gomorrah, I want to destroy them. But if I can find five men that are righteous, he started from a certain number and started going down. Conditions. That means if five men were found, Sodom and Gomorrah would not have been destroyed. Prophecies come with conditions, and when those conditions are met, then certain things will happen. Hallelujah. So you must know these things. So when a prophecy comes, oh, and the thing didn't happen, say, Ah, the person did not see. The person just thought of something and said, There are conditions that must be met. Conditions that must be met. Sometimes you've been told, Oh, you, you'll be prosperous, blah 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 blah. But the condition is that you must also be a giver. unlock some of those things there are conditions so some prophecies come with conditions point number four lying spirits can deceive prophets to prophesy even genuine prophets to prophesy say hey say hey yeah let's read something in first kings chapter 22 from verse 10 to verse 40 it's quite long but i want us to read it all and understand He said, and the king of israel and jehoshaphat the king of judah sat each on his throne so at that time the kingdom was divided into two so we had the king of judah and the king of the entire nation of israel having put on their robes in a void place in the entrance of the gate of samaria and all the prophets prophesied before them. Verse 11. And Zedekiah the son of Chana made him horns of iron. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, with these shall thou push the Syrians. They were, they were getting ready for war. And those days they consulted the prophets before they went to war. With these shalt thou push the Syrians. So, let's take it that the kings or the, the, the big men of the land they are going for an election and they are seeking what the prophets are saying and this is what Zedekiah said he said with thee shall thou push the Syrians until thou hast consumed them that means verse 12 and all the prophets prophesied so saying Go up to Ramoth Gilead and prosper. For the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hands. That means, Verse 13. (laughs) Hey, today I'll get into trouble. (laughs) Are we on Facebook? (laughs) Don't worry. We shall speak the mind of God. and the messenger that was going to call micaiah that was another prophet spake unto him saying behold now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth let thy word i pray thee be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good the one who went to call micaiah told him that now we are waiting for you to come and prophesy. you better say good things everybody else is uh, at the end of in this direction you better not come and say anything to the contrary. So verse 14. And Micaiah said, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that I will speak. <laughs> we need such prophets in the land. Hallelujah. We don't want stomach direction prophets. Somebody came and said eh, he did something before the president, and then 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 I commit indeed. Last week, Wednesday, President Obewu is even stronger than <laughs> he was two weeks ago. <laughs> eh? Stomach direction prophet. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramad Gilead? Give me NLT from now on. The language of NLT is simpler. So change to NLT for me. He said, When Micaiah arrived before the king, Ahab asked him, Micaiah, should we go to war against Ramoth Gilead or should we hold back? Micaiah replied sarcastically. I mean, what this coming to say? I know this is the opposite to sarcastically. He said, yes, go up and be victorious for the Lord will give the king victory. Verse 16. But the king replied sharply, how many times must I demand that you speak only the truth to me when you speak for the Lord? the king now could see that what he was saying you No, know. <laughs> he was just saying something verse 17. then Micah told him in a vision now this is a detailed prophet now coming to give you the, the steps he's not just opening his mouth and saying he said in a vision i saw all israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd and the lord said their master as the kingdom has been killed send them home in peace verse 18 is that didn't i tell you that's the king now speaking the king of israel exclaimed to jehoshaphat he never prophesies anything but trouble for me (laughs) there are some people who are known to prophesy in a particular direction others are also known to prophesy in a particular direction they never prophesy good for one particular end. so you know what i'm talking about Uh verse 19 he said then Micaiah continued listen to what the Lord says I saw the Lord sitting on his throne with all the armies of heaven around him and on his right and on his left verse 20 he said and the Lord said who can entice Ahab so God had his own agenda against Ahab already and he needed tools to use He said, who can entice Ahab to go into battle against Ramoth Gilead so he can be killed? There were many suggestions. A lot of things go on in the realm of the spirit that you don't know. (sighs) Discussions and may all discussions in heaven go in your favor. Oh, I said may all discussions in heaven go in your favor. A lot of discussions happen in heaven at the point I said god 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 called the, the the sons of god were called and satan also so they have meetings they have meetings okay verse 21 he said and finally a spirit say a spirit approached the lord to what kind of spirit it is i don't know whether it's an angel or an evil spirit or whatever approached the lord and said i can do it for, for, for contract in the mommy, man, yeah, I will execute it. Neat. Verse 22 He said, How will you do this? Hey, go to you, can ask some questions. So I thought you knew everything. <laughs> the Lord asked, and the Spirit replied, I will go out and inspire all of Ahab's prophets to speak lies. You will succeed, said the Lord. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Verse 23. So you see, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all your prophets. So now he's telling him that all these people were telling you when you go, you have victory. God has put a lying spirit in their mouths, and it's because God had an agenda against Ahab. He had been wicked, and God wanted to punish him. A lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets. For the Lord has pronounced your doom. Verse 24 then Zedekiah son of Canaan walked up to Micaiah he gave the first prophecy and the rest followed that the king will be victorious and slapped him across the face somebody has come to share his income why are you bringing physical violence into the matter to come and slap his face for what at the end of the day whoever's own comes to pass then we know who the true prophet is nobody so but you are coming to use physical force and intimidation to slap him across the face too hey the way to be annoying for somebody to just slap your face like just because you do your prophesy He <laughs> said, since when did the, the spirit of the lord leave me to speak to you do you know that the time we started prophesying you, you just came since when the, the spirit of god leave me to start speaking to you <laughs> He demanded. Verse 25. There's nothing happening that has never happened before. I'm telling you. <laughs> and Mika replied, you will find out soon enough when you are trying to hide in some secret room. This one, it was the pain of the slap. That was what he used to say. This one, Just <laughs> Verse 26. Arrest him. The king of Israel ordered, are you, you've called me to come, brother. prophesied you, say, they should put me in handcuff. Take him back to Ammon, the governor of the city, and to my son Joash. Verse 27. Give them this order from the king, put this man in prison and feed him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. That means still I own not take. You've been told the truth, you still don't hear. Until I return safely from the battle. Verse 28. But Micaiah replied, if you return safely, it will mean that the Lord has not spoken to me. There are some offices you have to be bold though. Look at the king and say, <laughs> if you return safely, that means you are going to die. If you return safely, it means God has not called me. Then he added to those standing around: everyone, mark my words. Oh, dear for Papa. No, no. <laughs> mark my words verse 29 so king ahab of israel and king jehoshaphat of judah led their armies against ramodilia so they went to the battle verse 30 the king of israel said to jehoshaphat as we go into battle i will disguise myself He was trying to use a drink guessing here i will disguise myself so no one will recognize me why you are confident that you are going to win why are you hiding because somebody has said that they will kill you but you wear your royal robes some people are always trying to be smart so the king of israel disguised himself and they went into battle i don't know why Joshua even agreed to this obviously he's trying to do for now? Here, verse 31 meanwhile the king of aram had issued these orders to the 32 chariot commanders attack only the king of israel don't bother with anyone else Don't, don't bother with that. He is the one we are looking for. Meanwhile, he had asked somebody to wear his robes and he would disguise himself. 32. So, when the Aramean chariot commander saw Jehoshaphat in his royal robes, they went after him. There is the king of Israel, they shouted. But when Jehoshaphat called out, of course, he would call out. I'm not the king of Israel, no. Oh. Me, he be Judah. <laughs> and the rule. <laughs> he called out verse 33 the chariot commanders realized he was not the king of israel and they stopped chasing him this is a very, very wise man oh maybe then they'll kill you in somebody's dead like that no no don't die foolish day. verse 34 and an aramean soldier however randomly just said he was just shooting he didn't even know where he was shooting to but you see when god has spoken <laughs> Randomly shot an arrow at the Israelite troops. The king had disguised himself, he was hiding among the people. He shot an arrow, one, oh, not plenty, one, at the Israelite troops and hit the king of Israel between the joints of their armor. If he had hit the armor, he wouldn't have died. The armor has joints, that's the only free space. And he randomly shot the arrow and it hit him at the joint the horses and get me out of here Ahab groaned to the driver of the chariot. I am badly wounded. Verse 35 The battle raged all day and the king remained propped up in his chariots facing the Arameans. The blood from his wound ran down to the floor of the chariot and as evening arrived he died. Verse 36 Just as the sun was setting the cry ran through the troops. We are done for run for your lives verse 37 so the king died and his body was taken to samaria and buried there 38 then his chariot was washed beside the pool of samaria and dogs came and licked his blood at the place where the prostitutes bathed just as the lord had promised 39 the rest of the events of ahab's reign and everything he did including the story of the ivory and the towns he built are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel and then finally verse 40 so Ahab died and his son Ahaziah became the next king, hallelujah so this is a clear example of how lying spirits you see when somebody is prophesying by a lying spirit, they are convinced of what they are prophesying about but this was a case where God had his own agenda against the king so he permitted the prophets to be possessed by a lying spirit so this election everybody some of the people they've really seen and they've really heard but it's from lying spirits hallelujah you see we have the category of people who are just trying to be smart and play the lottery so they'll take one side and talk very convincingly about so that when it comes to pass they'll play the tapes and remind people that yeah i'm a prophet and with modern day christians their churches will become full from 8th december going onwards but there are others too who are prophesying confidently but it could be a lying spirit say a lying spirit a lying spirit that is causing them to prophesy So, these are just four. There are more, but time is gone. Four things about the dynamics of prophecies. One, prophecies can be subject to human biases. Two, the fact that something has been prophesied doesn't mean it will necessarily come to pass. Three, some prophecies are conditional. And four, lying spirits can deceive prophets to prophesy. I pray that in this month of December, as we are entering the new year, you'll be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. You will, be, you will be sensitive enough to be able to hear God for yourself and for you to be able to discern between what God is saying and what God is not saying. Hallelujah. Because that's what prophecies, you receive them. But may God make your resolution sharper. Your ability to hear God sharper. Your ability to perceive in the spirit sharper. So you can distinguish between what is coming from somebody's head and what is coming from the spirit of God but i prophesy a glorious 2021 for you in the name of jesus the difficulties of 2020 will be a thing of the past 2020 you look back at 2020 compared to 2021 and say the gap is so big and the lord has been so good i see doors opening for you in the year 2021 i see opportunities coming your way in the year 2021 i see long-standing prayer topics being answered in the year 2021 in the name of jesus some magnificent doors will open from January to March in people's lives Doors of business, academic doors, marriage doors The doors will be open mainly in the first three months of the year 2021 In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God And I see in the Spirit the word rest The Lord says he's bringing rest unto somebody in the year 2021 Struggles are coming to an end battles are coming to an end contentions are coming to an end because God is bringing you to a place of rest in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth the son of the living God and the Lord is saying unto somebody I know that you are tired I know that you are weary I know that you are bruised but I'm bringing you to the place of rest where I shall bind your wounds I shall heal your wounds I shall bring speedy recovery unto you say the lord of hosts in the year 2021 rest rest is knocking on somebody's door 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 i see higher levels i see deeper depth i see greater resilience i see greater tenacity in your spirit in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice, begin to pray, begin to prophesy into the year that is about to come. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, Life and death lies in the power of the
0: tongue. Prophesy into
1: 2021 that doors shall be opened. Prophesy that the things you struggled with in the year 2020, you will overcome them in the year 2021. In the name of Jesus, prophesy better health. In the year 2021 prophesy a better family life in the year
0: 2021 prophesy greater ministry seeing in the year 2021 i prophesy sensitivity of your spirit in the year 2021 in the name of jesus your prophetic instincts are rising to another level in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god thank you lord for rest thank you lord for rest thank you lord for rest. the lord has perceived your tiredness the lord has perceived your weariness the lord has perceived that you are carrying more than you can carry and i prophesy to you that in the year 2021 Rest is your portion, rest is your portion, rest is your portion. portion. Expansion is your portion. Establishment is your portion. In the name of Jesus. Consistency is your portion lekele barobosakha lekele bariyotakha bakasa shab gekete mate bariyotakha lekele like see like Nana, there is something you have been praying for and in the year 2021, just like Simon said ah, that now my eyes have seen the consolation of Israel, I declare that your eyes will see your consolation in the year 2021. Before the year comes to an end, you will see that thing come to pass. You will see that thing happen. Joints shall be broken. Cycles shall be broken. Weaknesses shall be turned into strength. They that wake upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. I see you mounting up in the year 2021. Upon the wing of an eagle. My deliverer of a soccer packet. Shall I deliver Sabi Katabahata? My decadibrosa Press Satakati for no weapon that is formed against you, no weapon that is formed against your family, no weapon that is formed against your business, no weapon that is formed against your career, shall prosper by your mazote Doors are swinging open, shut doors are beginning to open, according to the word of God lift up your heads all ye kids and be lifted up ye everlasting doors that the king of glory shall come who is the king of glory the Lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle Ralle be sere baraka tabaka sa. Shonola la la we speak progress. We speak progress. Spiritual progress. Career progress ministry progress divine acceleration divine expansion i prophesy peace in your home. every turmoil is coming to an end in the year 2021 We want to lift up the
1: nation, Ghana, before God. Today we are declaring that the doomsday prophets will not have a field day. We are declaring that the nation will not bear. We are declaring that whoever God has anointed and chosen to sit in the Jubilee house, come 7th January 2021, it is that person that is going to sit in the Jubilee house. Amen. That the will of God and the will of God alone shall stand. Amen. You are declaring that any horse of Satan that have been released tonight unto the land to cause confusion, we are securing the borders, the spiritual borders of the nation. Yes, the physical borders have been closed, but we are securing, as for the, the spiritual borders, the president cannot close it. The key to the closing of the spiritual borders is in the mouths of children of God like you and I.
0: Amen.
1: And today we are declaring that we are shutting the spiritual borders yes, of this nation. Yeah, that amen. no blood tested yes. spirits will sneak yes. in tonight yes. and possess people.
0: And cause them to start cutting each other, shooting each other, killing each other. Lift up your force. Exercise your authority. And declare that the spiritual borders of the nation they are close to evil spirits. They are close to blood spirits. They are close to principalities. They are close to powers. They are close to rulers of darkness. Lift up your voice as the smoke is driven away, so drive them away. Lord, let God arise and let us. Shatta Kara, we war in the spirit. Yekele basukata, we lift up a chant of battle. Rekele bolosata, the marakata da zoya. We declare that the borders of the nation are secure. Yeah. Tolabasi Keleva will lift up a banner <laughs> <quanar> of battle. <fatal. inaudible> Sharia Keleva <inaudible> of Tolabasaka Rayabana Sekabata, Yakalia Kabaratu Satama, Lekalabariota Kaliota Baba. Come on, pray. <inaudible> We <laughs> erect a wall <world> of fire <laughs> We a <declared> of <laughs> The nation not <laughs> ¡Sí, que está authority we decree the peace of this nation pray that between now and tomorrow may the spirit of God unmask and the people plotting evil against this country wherever they are hiding and plotting may the spirit of God important ammunition. People who may be paying people to do evil. People who may be paying people as mercenaries to cause confusion. Between now and tomorrow, let the wind of the Spirit of God blow over the earth.
1: Sprinkle the blood of Jesus over this nation,
0: Amen.
1: and we are declaring that we are securing the spiritual borders of the land. Amen. We are drawing a bloodline and declaring that between now and the time election results are declared, no foul blood testing spirit will sneak and find its way. Amen. We are asking that the Lord will position his angels, the watchers, and the archers of God. Amen. Position positioned strategically over the nation to deal with any evil forces that shall try to sneak into the nation to possess people and to move people to do wrong things walls are the works of principalities and powers but today we stand in divine authority and by the power of the blood of jesus we are declaring that the nation is secure lift up your voice and begin to sprinkle the blood of jesus
0: And invoke
1: angelic presence over this nation. Declare that the
0: angels and the waters of God are strategically positioned.
1: Election is between two people. Jesus, it's between the certain president Nana Kufuado and the immediate past president John Dramani Muhammad. Jesus. I feel very strongly, in my spirit, we need to pray specifically for these two people. See, sometimes somebody may have a peaceful mind, but if they don't guard their spirits well, the enemy can take over and cause them to take decisions that will not help the nation. If people decide to start being violent. Let's say mp people decide to start being violent if akufuadu says look i am the one assuming he loses the election they start being violent if he gets up and says i'm the one who has lost the election i am okay put down your arms that will be the end of it in the same way if john dramani muhammad ii should lose and his people start misbehaving if he stands up and says i'm the one who has gone around the country spent my money and my energy campaigning i'm saying stand down stop it it is going to stop It lies with these two people. And that is why today we are going to do five minutes of intensive prayer for these two people. We are soaking them in the blood of Jesus. And we are sealing any holes around them that the enemy will use to enter them. You see, Satan enters people. The Bible says, and Satan entered Judas. We are sealing any loophole that the enemy will use around them. If it's anything somebody has even gone to do on their behalf by way of rituals, that has opened doors for evil spirits to influence them. We are standing in divine authority and we are superimposing the power of God. Over any ritual that has been done for them, and we are sealing every hole that has been created, and we are shocking them in the blood of Jesus and declaring that they will speak peace and nothing by peace. Let's lift up your voice. I begin to pray right now. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice.
0: Five minutes of intensive prayer. All
1: the prayer for
0: peace. It comes down to this prayer. Hey, we shock them in the blood of Jesus. We suck them in the blood of Jesus. We invest them in the blood of Jesus. Jesus. Holy spirit touch me heart in heart something any bitter heart any heart that is full of animosity Lord drain them of the pile of bitterness come on pray
1: a child of god to prophesy over the nation declared that ghana will not bend. declared that as god has done it for us since 1992 the same god who did it in 1992 Amen. who did it in 96 Amen. who did it in 2000 Amen. who did it in 2004 Amen. 2008 Amen. 2012 Amen. 2016 that same god Will do it in 2020. Amen. And Ghana will not bear. Declare that blood will not be shed. Declare that war will not break out in this nation. Declare that tolerance will reign supreme in this country. Lift up your voice and begin to pray.
0: Declare it upon this nation. Declare it upon this nation.
1: Trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.
0: Overflow!